I just slipped through an exam, and you're listening to a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. Up next, we have Critic Tiaruhi editor Fox Mayer talking about this week's issue of Critic, the AI issue. Just before the interview begins, I will give a quick content disclaimer. Some of the content in this interview may be a bit uncomfortable or upsetting for some listeners. Uh, there's discussions around AI pornography, which are... Not the nicest things to hear where the origins of where some of this has come from. So if that doesn't sound like you, tune back in again in about 10 minutes. But if you're okay with that kind of content, here is our news manager, Eileen Corcoran, speaking with Fox Mayer about Critic Tiaruhi this week. This is the AI issue of Critic, your first ever AI issue. And an AI made all of the art. Yeah, it was a really exciting week. We've been working on this issue for... God, month, month and a half. It's taken a long time to get it all together. But yeah, the um, every single piece of art this week was generated using an AI. We had our art team then take those generations and go back over them with varying degrees of, of, of their own work to change it into something that's the synthesis of AI-generated concept and human-made art. That's sick. It's super cool. It was it was such a fun little experiment for the magazine. I, I, it's something we could use in the future, but, you know... As I said in the editorial for this week, it really did prove to us that whether you're using AI to generate art or generate text, it's not going to replace traditional human means of doing it. Because in order to get an AI to like make really what you have in your mind, it takes so long to sort of steer it and refine it and perfect it and learn how to sort of drive this new engine that it's almost more work than just doing it traditionally. Interesting. Um, and you had the AI do some of your... like. Uh, regular segments. Yeah, yeah, we had it write. Um, we had it write a sort of news piece, which was ridiculous and unhinged. Um, we had it write the moaning for confession for this week. We had it write the um, horoscopes and the recipe, which were all of them. The horoscopes were were, were hilarious. It, it was really funny. We were going through, and about halfway through, we ran out of our free trial for the good AI, and we had to use this like worse free one. So you can tell when the voice shifts to this slightly less coherent program. And the features this week, you did some really interesting kind of deep dives into, Mm -hmm. I guess, issues and legal concerns surrounding um, AI because it's such uncharted territory. So can you talk a bit about that? Yeah. So the the two themes that we sort of kept seeing in all of our AI coverage, the the two articles we did, one was on um, using writing-based AI to generate uni coursework answers, and the other one was on synthetic pornography generated by AI of anyone you wanted, really. And and, and the two themes in in both of those were, first, that the law has been rapidly outpaced by the technology, and we're sort of unprepared for it, and nobody really knows what is going to happen. But the second was that it's not perfect. You know, it's not that scary. Like, there, there 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 are ways that you can spot when something is synthetic based on just your intuition, but also based on some, some like AI hunting AIs that go out there and are trained to spot other AIs. It's this sort of like arms race situation we find ourselves in. Starting on a bit of a lighter note, the f- one of them was about um, using AI to generate your coursework answers because there's, there's these writing-based AIs that have come really far and have really exploded in quality at the same time that online learning due to COVID has also exploded. So you've got this the situation where everyone's doing a lot of their work online and the internet is giving them these tools to basically falsify the content. So what's stopping a student from using an AI to answer their exam questions or assignments? And for that piece, we actually had the AI write all of the interview questions for all of the professors and students we talked to just to see if they'd pick up on it. Mm. Some of them did, some of them didn't. Um, 
but what we found was that you know especially talking to Colin Gavin in the in the law department was that already the AI is outpacing some weaker writers it can present a better argument it can write more coherently it can write really clearly it's got some limitations it can't really make jokes can't really cite articles but it's pretty convincing and and the question that Colin was raising was you know if AI is already going to beat us at memorization 10 times out of 10, you know, since the 60s. But if it can now also sort of start to beat us in synthesizing that information and making an argument, then what do we really need to emphasize at a university? Like, what should we really be teaching if this is something that 15 years down the line the computer is going to beat us at anyway? You know, like you said, it was a massive concern. And I agree. I'm really curious to see where that where that future goes if you're using an ai to generate the answers to your exams like sure you might have to at least know what the question is to google it but why even bother going to university if you're going to have an ai do it because you're not going to be learning anything i think it really speaks to this question of you know priorities in, in university and whether a degree is something that you need just to get a job or a degree is something that you want because of the learning that comes with it, you know, and where your priorities lie. Like if you're in university because you really want to learn, you're not going to use an AI to generate your stuff. You know, so the motivations here, I think, are really interesting for why people might choose to do that. Absolutely. And then this second feature and a a warning ahead that it's a pretty heavy topic and we're dealing with um, uh, the laws around, I guess, new forms of sexual misconduct and how they can be prosecuted if they can be. Hmm. Uh, speak a bit about what you what you found out here. Yeah, geez. Okay, um, this was definitely the most depraved rabbit hole I've ever had to go down for research. It just kind of started bad and just got worse the entire way. And we were looking at this new world of synthetic pornography, i.e. it's you can take an AI that generates images. There are some that are designed specifically to produce pornographic images and use them to basically put anybody's face on another person's body. So some of these products are like existing footage that you're just doing a face swap, sort of like a Snapchat filter. And some of them are completely synthetic where it's taken these like thousands and thousands of images of videos and it's sort of mixed them all together to produce this novel image. And then you can put someone's face on that. So, or you can have it be a completely synthetic face. So there's a couple questions that came up out of this in that, you know, in 2020, um, NetSafe received its first complaint in New Zealand of deep fake porn, specifically porn. It, it, it got four complaints of deep fakes that year, but, but one of porn. So it, it is here, but it's not made it to the courts yet. And, and what we kind of found is that it's going to fall when there is a court case about this eventually, because it's going to happen. Um, it's going to fall between a few pillars of existing law, like there's the Harmful Digital Communications Act that might be able to take it. There's privacy law, there's defamation, but it doesn't really fit any of these things 100%. And so it it might fall through this loophole there where we're going to need to create new legislation around it. And we we might want to think about getting ahead of it. I mean, I was talking to this guy named Tom from a think tank named Brainbox, and he said that you know, they've been sort of working in this space and trying to lobby the government to become aware of it. And they pro- they produced a proposal that I think would have amended the Harmful Digital Communications Act. And it, it didn't go through. But if it had, we would have had legislation in place to deal with this like a year ago or two years ago or something. Um, and, and we didn't. And so I suggested to them, you know, might it have been more effective to, when you presented to that panel, put all of the panelists' faces on digitally rendered porn and bring it to them and say that this is not currently illegal. I'm allowed to do this. He said that might have worked, but, you know, I just think it's really terrifying to know that 
pretty much anybody right now with a photo of you and a few bucks can go pay an app. It's legally on the app store to to produce this render. Um, and the scarier the scarier part of it is that in this in this dive we found that the the database that these first porn AIs were trained on included a whole bunch of images and videos that were sourced illegally. They they were coerced. They're they, mm. they, they, they depictions of abuse um, collected at least in part by two guys from Christchurch. Oddly enough, it, it was in California, but it's Kiwis that were running this operation, and another one and another one um, another Czech one that was arguably worse but with no New Zealand connection. Anyway, so it, you, you've got this situation where. Technically speaking, you could consent to putting your face on a deep fake AI porn. You could produce that and you could consent to publishing it and that could all be fine. But it's still built on this database of of images that depict abuse. So so where's the line there? You know, if it doesn't if you mix all those images together and it produces a new image, is it still depicting abuse? You know, the law's really not clear on that, but it feels like it should be yeah well this is a a fascinating and terrifying world that you've dived into um for this issue and thank you for coming in and chatting to us about it yeah you're welcome that was a radio 191 fm podcast but find more at r1.co.nz